1: Thank you for your support Welcome to the Human capital Innovations podcast In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Prajal Katak about how businesses can embrace and empower hybrid and remote teams. Projal Katak, welcome to the Human capital Innovations podcast.
0: Uh, thank you for having me John
1: it is a pleasure to be with you. You're actually joining us from Las Vegas, uh, though normally located in Singapore. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about how businesses can embrace and empower hybrid or remote teams. And I think this is a super important and timely topic at any time, but I happen to be in the Salt Lake area and we're getting dumped on by snow today. And so It's for no other reason than for extreme weather like we're experiencing at the moment. It's really nice to have remote or hybrid options for people so you don't get into all the accidents on the road and and all the commute time and all of that. And, of course, there's a whole bunch of other reasons why it can be helpful and useful for organizations as well. Anyways, this will be the topic that we explore together today. Again, a pleasure to have you, Projal. Thank you for joining us. As we get started, I wanted to share Projal's bio. Projal Katak founded Onloop in 2020 to create a category called collaborative team development to fundamentally reinvent how hybrid teams are assessed and developed. This was after over a decade of frustration with clunky traditional enterprise performance management and learning processes and tools that were either hated or ignored by his team's at companies like Uber and Accenture, where he spent many years. He is now dedicated to his lifelong mission of unleashing the full potential of the world's 1 billion knowledge workers. Prior to founding OnLoop, Projaw spent three and a half years at Uber in a variety of roles, including leading strategy and operations for business development globally, leading strategy and planning for the APAC Rides business, and GM of the Philippines Rides business. And somewhere along the line, he spent two years at Stanford getting his MBA. A pleasure, again, to have you. Anything else you would like to share with me or the audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive on into the conversation?
0: Effectively, I think more than anything else, I've been passionate about how we build high performance teams my whole career. Um, and I found that the the software as well as processes that that we were given as high performance leaders um, it was just not aligned with where technology had moved in the last 10 or 20 years and and felt that we needed to consumerize um, that entire, let's call it HR stack, to be much more focused on the end user uh, and much more focused on what managers and teams need more than what an HR function might need.
1: So why don't you tell us a little bit more about OnLoop? How do you utilize OnLoop? Uh, how do businesses utilize OnLoop to better embrace and empower hybrid or remote teams?
0: Yeah, so, you know, um, we started the company at the beginning of the pandemic. um, And as the pandemic evolved, uh, the product definitely evolved to what I would say, solving two main problems that teams have today. Um, One is in a hybrid world, it is much harder to get visibility and clarity on the things that really matter um, from a day-to-day performance perspective. So, you know, we've seen a lot of innovation in tools to get tasks done or activities done or to do project management. But there are five key areas where we think there is a huge void of clarity uh, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, And those five are, one, um, what is the overall well-being of each team member? Um, So tracking that on a fairly regular basis to understand how are people feeling, Uh, which sort of helps measure their overall productive capacity. And for whatever reason, if people don't have productive capacity, nothing else really matters on top of that. Um, The second layer is, do people have clarity towards the goals they're working on? Um, And we define goals in the product as targets, projects, and skills. And that's very much dynamic and ongoing as well, because that better describes what each person does. Um, Old-school methodologies like OKRs do a reasonable job at setting company or team goals, but don't do a very good job at measuring each person's work. Uh, The two layers on top of that are two feedback layers. Uh, So what we call celebrate feedback to help people identify superpowers um, and improve feedback to help people sort of discover their blind spots uh, and understand sort of their impact uh, that they might be having around them. Um, and then finally, one the last layer is that of continuous learning to, to improve through content and other sort of micro ways, depending on what's going on for you with regards to your goals and feedback. And so we deliver that through primarily a mobile app um, that a lot of behavioral science also goes into to build the right habits. Uh, we also complement that with what we call the on-loop success program to, to really sort of energize these muscles inside organizations um, to, to sort of think about goals and feedback on a much more regular basis. And in a way that is inspirational versus a chore that an HR organization makes teams do. Um, and finally, we take away all of the pain that's associated with traditional performance management mm-hmm. by using gener- by using generative AI to convert those individual data points into well-structured narratives into each person's performance. So, so using the very best in generative AI. Obviously, there's a lot of chatter about ChatGPT and 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 sort of its ability to disrupt various processes. We've actually been working with the technology for about eighteen months now. Uh, before all of the hype emerged, um, to to sort of help take away a lot of that pain that exists for teams. And so so that's how OnLoop operates as a product. It's quite different from the way other folks have approached it. And which is why we sort of really think it's a it's a category on its own. Um and we call it collaborative team development as a replacement for more traditional methodologies that companies have used in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that explanation. You started to outline, you know, some of the differences with Onloop, with some of the traditional um, tools that have been available, why why do you see team development tools as being such a huge important aspect in in terms of growth and development in the ever evolving work environment? Yeah,
0: you know, I've I've always believed this my entire career, and you know, it it it's also got massively instilled in me at institutions like Stanford, where I spent two years getting an MBA, that hiring motivating, and when required, firing your team is 90% of the job of a leader and a manager. Um, and, and if you don't have the right team working on the right things, nothing else really matters uh, quite in the same way. Um, and, a, and a lot of managers build their own heuristics around what is the right way to run the organizations, largely through in-person interactions um, in a pre-pandemic world. And so tools in the pre-pandemic era from a productivity perspective, were very much focused on, hey, how do we help people get tasks done better, right? So we've seen Asana, Trello, Basecamp, Notion, Slack, and a consumerization of a productivity stack that is much more focused on doing tasks. And and a lot of the development happened much more through in-person interactions and sort of non-tech related initiatives that managers took. Um, But that is just not feasible anymore in a world that is more increasingly global and hybrid. And and we strongly believe that the next gain in productivity will really come from How do we make hybrid teams effective? And there's a saying that says teams that grow together stay together. Um, And and how do we use sort of the full might of an organization to grow each individual that also increases their belonging and and their belief that they are growing an organization? I think it's going to be where we will see a lot of productivity come from and a lot of ROI for companies in the next 10 or 20 years.
1: Finding ways to help distributed teams find that connection piece uh, and, and collaborate more effectively and feel part of a team, feel part of the organization, uh, that is really important. And that's one of the reasons why some have been trying to push everyone to get back to the office is because they they mm-hmm. feel like remote or hybrid just isn't doing it. Like it's not getting to those those pieces that can sometimes happen more organically when you're together in person. Um, and so what you're describing is, you know, a really great way where you can leverage the benefits of hybrid or remote distributed teams they're, and they're, the the benefits are huge. There's so many, you know, there's so much upside to that. Uh, but the major downside has been twofold really, as I've seen as I've talked to people is one, can we still collaborate as effectively as we can when we're in person and be as creative and innovative, you know, when we're in person, and there's a question mark around that. And two a lot of leaders, bosses just not knowing how to manage their teams when they're remote. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know how to 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 monitor them. I don't know how to know, you know, how to to see whether or not they're being productive. Uh, are they accomplishing what they should be, et cetera. And because of those two main questions, so many are trying to just get everyone to come back into the office. So how do you see Onloop or other types of, tool, you know, collaborative tools uh, helping to address those issues?
0: Yeah, I think the key word here is clarity. And in the absence of clarity, everybody's anxious. So so Microsoft came up with this term that we really like called productivity paranoia. And they showed that only 12% of leaders think that their teams are being productive in a hybrid world, but 87% of employees feel like they're being productive. And there's a huge gap that's got created because we are we are also social creatures so when we te- when we see teams physically it reduces our anxiety around wait are people working are they working the right things and and this is 10 20 30 years of conditioning and obviously a lot of the senior leaders are in their 40s and yep. 50s and, and and that's how they've managed their own anxiety now if you give people products that allow them to have Utmost clarity on what each team member is focused on and how that's progressing, they can manage that anxiety without having to bring people back into the workplace. But even for me as a leader, right, I can feel that anxiety go up when I don't have clarity. And the Onloop app helps with my own anxiety to, to sort of fix that in, which is why we run a globally distributed organization and and drink our own Kool-Aid so that we understand the pain very, very deeply in order to effectively solve it. Now, the other thing I will say, though, is that there is no replacement for getting teams together from time to time. And And that's much more about having fun. And the fact that if I like my team members, I want to spend t- more time with them, and then work doesn't feel like work, right? If you're doing an all-nighter in an office, if you read books about startups, and people talk a lot about the team was all together and we stayed up till two AM and we got something over the line and then like high-fived each other and there was an exhilaration, that's a lot harder to mimic if people are on a computer screen from eight different parts of the world, and so, so. And and things like startups, et cetera, require much more than the standard nine to five <laughs> to, to get sort of the output that you need to grow at the pace you need to grow for, for startup success. And in those environments, people being in the same room does get more done because people are rejuvenated more by the presence of their colleagues. Um, and, and that is where also I'm super excited about the evolution of both AR, VR, as well as video conferencing technology that makes even conversations like this feel a lot more immersive because that that makes you feel more informal. And then if you're trying to do creative work that's unstructured, it's easier to bounce off and it's easier to further where you're going. Um, And so, you know, as a whole, I will say that, the stack for hybrid teams and someone should come up with a market map on how we think about the stack for hybrid teams. Maybe you guys are well positioned to do that given given the work you all do. I do think that that stack is quite broken at the moment. And, mm-hmm. and that stack needs to evolve pretty drastically. Um, and it's amazing to see the progress in technology that enables that. And And that's what energizes so much about the work that we do um, and and sort of the longevity of that work in making hybrid teams more productive. That stack needs to be rethought uh, and rebuilt from scratch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So as we're trying to prioritize team excellence in an increasingly interconnected yet distributed world, you know, we have the existing technologies. You and I are sitting on Zoom right now having a nice conversation, but you talked about AR, VR, uh, you know, more virtual presence types of technologies. How realistic is that to be able to leverage those in the coming years uh, in a way that is much, is far more immersive than even, you know, a really nice interaction we're having right now via Zoom?
0: Yeah, so so I think the progress that we've seen in generative AI, especially around video and, um, and audio, as well as sort of the progress that companies like Meta are making with regards to more immersive worlds and what that might mean, can potentially very realistically come together, I would say in the next five to seven years, whereby it would be in a coffee shop with a headset mm-hmm. on instead of a laptop, so the so the so the so the core device would change to a headset that's with you versus a laptop that's with you. And when you put that on, and the other person puts it on, this feels like much more often immersive experience. Instead of putting a t-shirt on, I could put a suit on without having to change. People can mm-hmm. get touched up and then do makeup like they would do for a studio appearance, and we could do a very high quality, high touch interview. in in a virtual setting that would mimic a studio. And and that, I don't think, is very far out. And that's because there are converging technologies that would make that immersive 3D version of us a lot more human-like. If that feels like a cartoon, that's not going to be immersive. Uh, But Facebook's been working on this thing they call codec avatars Uh, to make those avatars much more human-like, I think that completely changes how that feels uh, and how immersive that interaction would feel. And so, um, you know, I I think at the way things are moving at the moment um, and if capital markets continue to hopefully allow people to invest in R&D versus strip away all (laughs) long-term projects and only focus on short-term profits, I think we'll we'll see a lot of progress in the next half decade.
1: Yeah, super interesting. Um, And just the amount uh, of new technologies that have emerged in the last several years uh, and even just the last six months in terms of all the generative AI stuff that you've been talking about, like it's easy to see, um, you know, just this exponential upward curve of of potential <laughs> around these technologies and how they can be utilized. And part of our job is to stay on top of that, stay abreast of the new developments, you know, so hopefully we can leverage those tools uh, for, you know, the benefit of our teams. And again, it helps the mm-hmm. organization as a whole to be more successful, mm-hmm. but it should help the teams be more successful. Um, And it's, it's always nice when you can get people together in person. Uh, I just had an opportunity this last weekend um, with a, with six members of of my team to get together in person for several days. It was wonderful. We, we, we worked really well together. We're distributed. We we worked well together despite the distance, Uh, but being together in person, it was just, it was wonderful. And we got some work done, but we had a lot of time to just interact and to, to play and to just enjoy each other's company. Um, and and it's hard to imagine there being much of a substitute for that right now. But maybe in yeah. five years, maybe that conversation shifts. And maybe with, with uh, more immersive virtual tools, maybe we can feel like we're having that same interaction without the time and expense and the inconvenience of everyone kind of leaving home and, and going and meeting in a central location for a few days.
0: Yeah and that might mean that you guys can get together virtually three quarters in a year and yeah. then in person once a year right so right. so yep. if a lot, so if you think about you know grandparents now talking to their kids on video calls like it still doesn't replace the fact that you still want to see your grandparents in person from time to time but it increases the frequency with which you can feel a connection as these platforms um get get richer and actually you know there's been a lot of talk about burnout in the last um, sort of six, twelve, eighteen months, and um, and as, and I would say there's a myth that burnout has a strong correlation with working hard um, or the or the amount of time you work. Uh, and actually, if you if you sort of peel the the onion, what you realize is that burnout is working a lot without feeling a sense of progress, mm. and a sense of progress emerges from two things. One, when you feel like you're in something together with other people, or you have clarity on how you're progressing and are able to look back and see how that progresses over time. And I think when people are sitting at home in their own little bubbles, both can be um, sort of, you know, uh, damaged by the lack of in-person interaction, and which is why you know, we tackle the latter in terms of how do we help people give more clarity um, so that they feel a sense of progress and motivation. Um, And we are sort of eager to see how our friends at other companies around the world Mm -hmm. focus on the first around how do you sort of bring people together um, and make them feel a sense of belonging to something greater than themselves.
1: Yeah. I like that. And having, having that increased clarity, I think, almost always helps in a whole variety of aspects <laughs> with how we lead organizations, with how people work together within collaborative teams, how we break down, you know, silos and do more cool creative stuff. All of that, you know, comes from an increased level of clarity around mission, purpose tasks, even that need to be performed and accountability metrics and, and all of those sorts of things. Um, it, this does mean though that I think we need a slightly different kind of leader, in a slightly different kind of manager in the future, what do you see as some of those core skills that are going to be necessary, you know, really today, but especially as we move, you know, into the next five years?
0: Yeah. So, so this is where we, we also have a strong point of view and also drives a lot of our mission. So what we've seen is that leadership can often be equated to eloquence or charisma or, or the ability to communicate super effectively. And I think that's also been very true in an era of poor technology to help leaders or managers provide clarity and inspiration for their teams. Um, And that's led to what we call a lot of eloquence bias. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And that has tended to disproportionately favor extroverted, males, typically white, and people who feel that they're entitled to speak up. And and when yeah. you when you speak up, you then get to move ahead. And and what we feel is that if we can insert more technology that feels consumerized and feels like an aid, we can take away a lot of that dependence on the eloquence of a leader versus actually systematically being able to check-in and diagnose around the key areas that will help team members feel a sense of clarity and feel a sense of progress. Um, and, 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 and and you know, I've been taught, talk- I obviously talk to a lot of leaders as <laughs> a part of my work um, and I could not overemphasize the importance of that word clarity and how clarity shows up in every symbol, shape, and form in what is today a very noisy and complex world to navigate. And I think the job of every manager or leader is to simplify that complexity and and simplify the noise that exists to give people clarity in whatever level they need it to be able to produce their best work and be inspired and motivated to do so. and and we sh- and you know technology is an aid. It's never a replacement, <laughs> right? And 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 which is why our mission is: how do we use technology to to unleash the productivity of a billion knowledge workers and give managers and to leaders the right tools to augment themselves? And if they're not the most eloquent, that makes us happier because the ones that are less eloquent need to be augmented more or or almost deserve to be augmented more. Um, And our job is to help
1: do that. Awesome. Prajal, this has just been a really wonderful conversation. I know at the time, I need to let you go here in just a minute. But before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
0: Yeah, I feel like OnLoop is easier to remember than Projal Ghatak. <laughs> uh, and and we are at we're at onloop.com. Uh, I'm at Projal at onloop.com. and uh, you can use my full name to find me on pretty much every major social network. So if this has resonated with you, uh, please feel free to reach out. Um, and and I and I think and I think one last word or or sort of advice is. Um, you know we live in a world of deep uncertainty, uh, but I just came up a few days inside San Francisco, and and all I hear is hope and excitement of what the future has to bring. To and and I and I think that we need to cut away a lot of the negative, both social media as well as mass media that is built around getting clicks and getting hysteria, and focus more on all the amazing things happening in the world. And we have a lot. be hopeful about. And I think all of us can play a role in bringing their future to life faster.
1: I love it. Prajal, it has been a pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what the team at Onloop can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.